0: What's up, guys? It's Brendan Boylan, writer for the Saints News Network on SI.com, award-winning filmmaker, and, of course, the new host of the Who Dat Discussion. I wanted to thank all of you guys that have left positive feedback uh, and messages of encouragement uh, for me taking over the podcast from Andrew Galata. I'm just so excited to get started here today with my first solo podcast. Today we're going to talk about David Anyamata and... He gets dealt a suspension, and to break it all down with me, it's John Hendricks, the lead writer and reporter for the Saints News Network. Let's hit the intro. All things New Orleans Saints. This is Houdat discussion. Houdat, 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 Houdat. Say they gon' be dancing. Powered by Overtime, Overtime Media. Media. Wow, wow, wow. What a 72-hour span for the NFL, the Houdat Nation, and the New Orleans Saints. You can listen to my last podcast with Andrew Galata. We talked about Marcus Williams and the New Orleans Saints unable to reach a contract agreement before the deadline for franchise-tagged players. Williams, only 24 years old, is looking for his second NFL contract. He will be playing under the franchise tag this season and will become a free agent at the end of 2021. One of the best young safeties in football. You know, Scratch Young, he is one of the best safeties in football. Ranked second in the NFL uh, by pro football focus in terms of overall grades for safeties since he was drafted in 2017. I think he's a huge priority for the New Orleans Saints to lock up long term. And the Brightside Saints fans, though they didn't get the contract extension done, it sounded like both the New Orleans Saints and Marcus Williams and his agent that they were really willing to try to hash something out. Both parties working extremely hard, per reports, to get something done before the deadline. However, they could not agree on a number that both parties liked. Sometimes that happens. Sounds like Marcus Williams is betting on himself this season, and we'll see how that plays out. Other news in the NFL regarding a defensive back, I don't want to go too deep into it, but most of you have heard the news about Richard Sherman, who was a real possibility to join the New Orleans Saints given the Saints are in need of a number two corner. He's a veteran guy. Sean Payton has spoke his praise over the years. Oh, and of course, his old defensive coordinator with the Legion of Boom out there in Seattle, he's with the New Orleans Saints as a secondary coach this season. It just made a lot of sense I don't know if the events that have occurred have now pulled that off the table, but all in all, I think the one lesson from this is mental health is such a huge, huge part of football players and their lives despite all the stigmas that we have that these football players have to be big and macho and tough. There's just so much that goes on in the minds of those guys, so I'm praying for Richard Sherman. I'm praying for his family, and I'm just remembering that mental health is still an issue that needs to be on the front of everyone's mind here in the 21st century. But aside from all that, I do have some Saints news for you. I'll have Saints news for you throughout the 2021 season, but I want to talk today about Saints interior defensive lineman David On Yamada It sounds like the New Orleans Saints are going to be without him for a little bit in 2021, which is... Really disappointing if you're a Saints fan because he has been fantastic for the New Orleans Saints lately. And remember, he got a big contract extension before the 2020 season. And he was worth every penny of that contract. But before I go into David Anyamada any bit more, I want to bring in my friend from the Saints News Network. He's the lead writer, the lead reporter Oh, and if you're on Saints Twitter, I know you follow this guy, my friend, my colleague, John Hendricks. He's going to join us after the break. You're listening to the Hudak Discussion podcast. We'll see you on the other side. Welcome back inside the Hudak Discussion. Now we bring in John Hendricks, lead writer and reporter for Saints News Network on SI.com. And John, I think a lot of Saints fans knew that there was going to be a suspension coming up on the defensive side of the ball but David Anyamata was not the guy they were thinking that was going to be. Break it down for the fans that haven't quite read up or heard the news yet. What's going on with Anyamata? How long is the suspension, and what is it for?
1: Yeah, so listen, so basically what ended up happening is, you know, he kind of took to his Instagram this morning, early this morning, I guess it was 3 or 4 o'clock and, and such, and just kind of revealed that he had tested positive for a banned substance um he was informed by the nflpa and that he was going to face a, a suspension because of it and so obviously we found that out and woke up to that kind of news and then it was later revealed that it's actually going to be a six-game suspension for him and obviously i guess based based off of what his kind of uh previous run-in was that he had uh, had got suspended in 2019 for that you know off-season uh, marijuana possession arrest so Definitely not a good look. Um, Definitely unfortunate for a guy who was poised to have such a a key year for this team, and that's a a huge blow for him. But Onyemata, as of right now, it's uh, gone for six games, first six games of the 2021 season.
0: Well, here's the full official statement via... On Yamada's Instagram, quote, I was informed by the NFL PA yesterday that I've tested positive for a banned substance, resulting in a suspension for part of the 2021 NFL season. While I was certainly surprised and disappointed with the news, I'm responsible for what I put in my body, as I've never knowingly taken anything that could cause a positive test. We are currently in the process of testing the supplements I was taking at the time of that test. Regardless, I'm committed to being more aware of any medication and dietary supplements that may contain substances banned by the NFL. What do you make of that full statement this morning, John?
1: I mean, it's a a good statement, obviously. I mean, it's very professional, and you kind of hit the nail on the head that ultimately you are responsible for what's being put in your body. And the thing is, the NFL, they do these random tests all the time, and um, sometimes to the point where it becomes obnoxious, right? And so, whether or not we get details on what the substance was or anything like that, you know, bottom line is, it's one of those that come up on the the radar of the NFL and you've got to abide by what they say. And, and, you know, under the new CBA, we'll see if there's anything that changes here, but you know, as of right now, um, look, it's unfortunate. It sounds like he was trying to get ahead of it a little bit, maybe. Um, And so, you know, obviously that's that's definitely disconcerting or uh, really disheartening for fans just to see a guy like that go through it, and especially when you already know that Marshawn Lattimore might be one of the guys you have to look at, too.
0: Well, Marshawn Lattimore, obviously the, the incident up in Cleveland, Ohio earlier this summer, not a lot has came out about that since uh, the incident, since the video was released, but we know... Uh, all the Houdad Nation knows and the NFL world knows that there's probably a suspension coming. I think the most disappointing thing with this for Anyamata is this was a guy that was not supposed to be the guy in the interior of the defensive line. You could obviously point to Sheldon Rankins, who was a first-round pick, and the Saints just lost him this offseason. But, what, Onyemata was a fourth-round pick. He's from Nigeria, had never played North American football until he went to college, and then was just this big raw guy that the Saints take a chance on. He's obviously developed into a huge force on the interior of the defensive line. He's a big part of why the Saints have been the number one ranked uh, rushing defense over the last four years, if you put them all together. So what are the options for the Saints? Because I had mentioned that Rankins uh, signed with the Jets in the offseason. They had to trade Malcolm Brown. Now you're left with some guys who, though they do have some NFL experience Maybe not some guys that you fully trust to be starters in what is um, a very interesting and crucial year for the Saints is they're not quite in a rebuild, but there's a lot of new faces on this team. They do have $11 million in cap space. John, are there any free agents that you're keeping an eye out uh, over the next couple of days?
1: Yeah, so what I'd say first and foremost is you know that leaves them with basically Shy Tuttle, Malcolm Roach, um, then you've got guys like last year, Jalen Dalton. He was one that was really impressive in camp. He's not a David Onyemata type player. That's the only problem there, right? And so you have Ryan Glasgow, who kind of filled up a little bit. You got undrafted rookies like Josiah Bronson, they're bringing to the table. So they do have some a little bit of depth there. But, again, it's unproven. It's guys that you just really don't know what you're going to get for it. Um, free agency-wise, there's a few names. You know, Geno Atkins I thought was a – a good pairing even before all this news came up. I thought it would be a great insurance policy for Anya Mata. Um, so now it kind of forces him hand to, their hand to kind of look. Um, Jarrell Casey could be a guy that you look at too. He's he's had a, a really tough season with the Broncos last year, injury. You know, I think that's the biggest concern is is uh, with both of those two is Atkins is coming off a hurt season. So is Casey. Uh you know, obviously you look at Gerald McCoy as a guy that's also out there. I think he's a guy that you might have to take a look at. But now you're certainly looking at, you know, instead of a two or three game where you're just like, yeah, we'd probably get by. You really need somebody because you're asking him to play basically uh, almost a, a, basically a third of the season now. So it's, um, it's definitely going to be interesting to see who they can bring in. I think those would be the three guys that I'd probably look at immediately.
0: For what it is worth, Anumata will be able to participate in all the preseason practices and games this offseason. He will be eligible to return to the Saints active roster after the team's Week 7 matchup in Seattle. Well, you mentioned that the Saints are very thin at defensive tackle, and for the people that follow both of us over at Saints News, I felt like one guy that came up in a lot of our Pre-game shows is a guy that was getting a lot of healthy scratches last year was a guy like shy Tuttle who had a really good campaign as a rookie and undrafted free agent uh, the stiff arm against the Falcons on Matt Ryan will live forever in memes and social media for Saints Twitter what are you expecting out of him and can he be a guy that steps up and plays more of a David Anyamada type of role
1: yeah, that's going to be something that remains to be seen. And and look, I will just say this: is that you know I had heard even before we got to this point that you know the organization is really high on on Shy Tuttle and Malcolm Roach. And look, you got to remember these guys were undrafted guys that came in and made the roster, and that's no uh, no um, surprise for the Saints. I mean, they've had guys over the years, Bobby Richardson, one that, guy that comes to mind that's filled in on the defensive line. I mean, there's just been that type of mix and right, and so. Um, I think that they have a chance there. But, look, Tuttle was a guy that I thought was going to already take a, a, a step up. Um, you know, looking at his, his stature, I think he figured more into to be more of that guy who takes Malcolm Brown's spot. And so I thought he would rotate more with um, Malcolm Roach there. So, look, I, I think he could potentially do some things there for you. But, look, Anyamad is obviously a little bit leaner there um, and, and such. So we're going to see how it works out in training camp. It's going to be one of the focal points, and now it just becomes an area of the roster where it's like, man, a little bit more concerned now that that this news has come out and that you're going to have to really pay close attention to what the Saints do to to be able to combat this.
0: Well, the Saints do have a couple guys on the outside that are big-bodied, can get at the quarterback, but they could also stop the run. You look at guys like Cameron Jordan, you look at guys like, Marcus Davenport, maybe even Peyton Turner, all these big-bodied guys, big shoulders. As I mentioned, they are really good against the run and getting after the quarterback. Are, are any of those guys, guys that you can see, potentially bump inside for six games? Or do you think New Orleans is going to keep those guys on the outside?
1: I think it's possible. I mean, Cam Jordan's obviously a guy that comes to mind. He's rotated inside. I mean, that's not a... a, a an uncommon for him to do it. I know Peyton Turner was getting some looks obviously at college and stuff doing that. So look they do have a lot of premium pass rushers, you know, to no passing yawn. I don't know if he's a guy that you roll into. Um you even have Noah Spence, obviously, and that's a kind of a I guess no, no, say long shot, but I think there's gonna obviously be a, a key theme of versatility here. I don't think it's ideal to to get a guy like um Cam Jordan, you know, a whole bunch of reps like Onyemata would have, but I think they're going to really approach this as a split committee type thing. Um, But it wouldn't surprise me to see some of those guys to get some playing time. I mean, Peyton Turner is a mammoth sized guy. So I would be really uh, impressed to see him kick inside and be able to try to, to make something of it.
0: Well, John, we're definitely going to have you back as we hit training camp. I know you're so excited to actually be back in person down there for New Orleans Saints training camp. But before I let you go, based off of this six-game suspension for Anya Mata, and we alluded to it a little bit earlier, we expect Marshawn Lattimore to receive some sort of discipline uh, and potentially a suspension for the actions earlier in the summer. Though this is a PED suspension and Lattimore's is a little bit different, Based off this, could you see Lattimore get a pretty hefty suspension like this? I don't know if I'd say hefty just because I don't think he's faced the league
1: discipline much. Uh, you know, obviously it'd be his first thing. I think it's under the personal conduct policy is what it's going to fall under for the league. Um, and, you know, look, that could lead to a couple game suspension. But the thing is, we don't know how the legal process is going to play out. Obviously, it was not a good look for sure. Um, I think, at most, maybe he's looking at a two, three-game suspension. If he can get a Peelit, it might get obviously reduced. So, look, I, I hopefully it doesn't come to that, but I would say if you're a Saints fan, you always brace for the worst. You always expect some of the things to happen. Um, so I would be surprised to see him get suspended for one or two games.
0: Well, John, we thank you so much for joining the HUDAT discussion today. Talk a little bit about David Anyamata and what is probably the biggest Saints news since the NFL draft. How can the people follow you and how much are you looking forward to the 2021 season? Not just as a fan, but a writer as well.
1: Yeah, look, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at John J. Hendricks, and it's Hendricks just like Jimmy. Um, you know, and so follow us there and follow us at Saints News. And look, I am so excited for the 2021 season. Last year covering it, you know, one of the things I said was you'll never get used to just an empty stadium or just a stadium that had 3,000, 5,000 fans, whatever the case it was. So it was weird being in the press box and listening and seeing all that, different types of things. So, look, I am amped just to be able to go to training camp and be able to see that in some type of normalcy. And then hopefully – 70,000-plus at the Superdome this season. Um, look, obviously getting into a little bit of trouble with some some of this Delta variant and such, but hopefully we get past it and, um, you know, we all get more educated on how to combat this thing. And, um, you know, I'm looking forward to, to taking my part and, and really enjoying the season.
0: Well, guys, that's John Hendricks. He is the lead writer and reporter for the Saints News Network on SI.com. John, thanks so much. Thank you. That was John Hendricks, lead writer and reporter for the Saints News Network on SI.com. Really love having John come on the podcast with all that insight and knowledge of the New Orleans Saints. Oh, and I've loved working with him, with the Saints News Network over the past few years. Such a great guy. Learned so much from him. And uh, you can follow me, him, Kyle T. Mosley, and Bob Rose, all of us over at Saints News, just type in saints.media. Read our latest work. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and on Twitter. It's at Saints News. Well, that's all the time we have for the Hoodat discussion. My first solo hosting job on this podcast. Thank you guys so much for your support already. I'm really looking forward to bringing you a fun and energetic 2021 NFL season. You can follow me. Brendan Boylan on Twitter and on Instagram. It's at BT Boylan, at BT Oh, and follow the podcast on Twitter. It's at the Who Dat Dis. Looking forward to a great 2021. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast, and we'll see you on the next one. Find your peace, spread love, practice positivity, and we'll see you next time.